Welcome to the public debut of a previously private Patreon-only presentation of The Movie Club for Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, featuring my special guest Rod Thomas of Bright Light, Bright Light. In addition to all the fabulous music Bright Light, Bright Light brings us, the Welsh wizard is internationally renowned for his love and passion and knowledge for Romy and Michelle. Not only that, but Rod is the principal member, senior director, creator, and founder of Romy and Michelle's Tea Dance, a party that has its home in New York but can be found in Los Angeles, London, and elsewhere. Check your local listings and go to brightlightbrightlight.com for further information. And before we get into the episode, make sure to rate and review the show on your podcast app of choice. And of course, follow or subscribe, but you're probably already doing that. Then, while you listen to the hilarity, go on over to patreon.com slash craigandfriends. Check out the new prices, the new tiers, the new benefits, and get in on future movie clubs before they tape. As you know, movie clubs are now part of the regular feed. However, you can get in on the action ahead of time. Additionally, you get bonus episodes, listener questions episodes, and a whole lot more. But you can read about that when you go over to patreon.com slash craigandfriends. And now, it's time for Rod Thomas and I to dissect Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Are you ready? Ready. Let's do it. Now I gotta cut loose, cut loose. Kick out the Sunday news. I have no idea what the rest of the lyrics are. Either. Well, it's a very exciting day on Movie Club because not only are we doing Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, but with me is possibly the biggest fan of the film that exists. Rod Thomas, welcome to Movie Club. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Had to start with Wang Chung, Dance All Days. I had a massive Wang Chung obsession for about a year and a half, about two and a half years ago. Really not the time you would expect to have a Wang Chung obsession. No, but you know, sometimes life is full of surprises, isn't it? This is very true. This is very true. They did the score for one of the films that I have on the wall, To Live and Die in L.A. You've seen that film, right? I haven't actually, no. Well, and that's all right, because this is not about To Live and Die in L.A. <laughs> this is about Romeo and <laughs> Michelle's... Testing you. Ah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just a little curveball to throw at you. Yeah. Now, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, you have a dance party named after it. I do. My dance party, which I do every week in New York, is called Romy Michelle's Saturday Afternoon Tea Party, mm-hmm. which uh, just by serendipity and the universe being amazing, yes. I hold at Club Coming, which is, of course, Alan Cummings' bar, and he plays Sandy Frank in the movie. This was quite a role for him as well. It was. It's such a joyful role for him to do. Yes. You know, uh, and then seeing him, I grew up watching him on like UK TV and yeah. like the High Life and yeah. doing all of his comedy stuff. Seeing him in that movie was just like, oh, wow, that's cool. Like a Scottish com- comedy actor <laughs> yeah. has ended up in this gigantic Hollywood film right. with like, you know, Phoebe from Friends. Yeah, exactly. And at the time, I didn't know that Mira Savino had already won an award for her performance in Mighty Aphrodite. Um, Mighty Aphrodite, yeah. Because yeah. I grew up in a part of Wales where you didn't have that access to culture. So sure. to me, Mira Savina was the unknown actress in my world. Oh, that's amazing, though. Um, so that was the first 
time I'd ever encountered Mira. Wow, and but you knew of Lisa Kudrow already? From Friends. From Friends, sure. Yeah, There's obviously. no corner of the globe that was not infected by Friends, I think. No, which is wild, isn't it? So you see like that cultural effect of things from, you know, America to the UK, UK to America. And sure. The meeting of that was kind of amazing. Now, the first time you saw this, do you remember that? This is actually quite funny. It was in Swansea in the Odeon Cinema and I didn't like it. Really? Yeah. I didn't like it when I saw it because I didn't understand the nuances of what it was doing. Okay. I also saw it like, you know, with a kind of straight friend mm -hmm. and also not being out. Like the, I think the audience didn't know what to make of it. And sure. because I was with yeah. him, he wasn't laughing. So I wasn't able to give into it as much as I should. Yeah. And then I rewatched it a couple of years later. I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Why was I, what, why did I not immediately cling to that? You well, know, that happens though, right? We were talking about this the other day off mic. Sometimes the energy of the person that you're with. Yes. Will affect totally affect how you totally affect yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really sort of posthumously that I understood how genius it was. Each time I rewatched it, it was like, oh, wow, there are so many layers to how fun and how brilliant and how, like, how intricate the humor is in this film. Sure, yeah. You know, it's so brilliant, even though, like, really every character in it is heinous. <laughs> this is another aspect of the film that I love. Yeah. Everyone's kind of mean to everyone. Everyone is so mean to everyone. Right. Especially Romeo and Michelle. They're very they're, unpleasant to they're people. They're very unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely unpleasant, but it's just so... But you know what? Like, at the time in school, everyone is as well. Absolutely. So even, like, the bullies are bullied by other people. Sure. And the people who are bullied are also, like, not nice to other people. Like, it all goes in circles. It does. You know? I really like that they present that. That Rod's they giggling do. a bit because... I'm, like, falling apart just thinking about, you know, some people in school and just, like, how nasty some people were for completely no reason yeah yeah but then the people that were had that were the victim of that were just like total pricks to other people as well <laughs> right you know no one was without blame that's no. kind of how it goes in high school i think and it, that's really presented perfectly in this scene i am sorry that i blew your big lie for you hey that's okay it was better this way anyway it's ironic isn't it i really thought you guys had it made in high school us Yes, you with your long hair and your long legs, walking on your legs, flipping your hair. Can't compete with that. You made Sandy crazy. And the whole time you were making my life hell. The A group was making your life hell. I didn't know. You know what? I bet in high school everybody made somebody's life hell. Mm-mm, not me. Never had the opportunity to make anyone's life hell. You know what? I bet that's not true. You were really unpleasant. You think? Oh. Yeah. God. Heather? Oh. <laughs> um, since you never got around to it in high school, I was wondering if you could sign my yearbook. And uh, please don't tell me to fuck off because it really hurts my feelings. I hurt your feelings? Yeah, all the time. Tremendous! That's tremendous. Go get your stupid yearbook. I would be happy to sign it. Okay, great. I'll be right back. Okay. Cameron Mannheim is so absolutely perfect <laughs> in this movie. It's just unreal, isn't oh, it? I love when she appears floating over floating, the limo. Yeah. In the fantasy oh, sequence. Like, hey, guys, Sandy Freak just landed in a helicopter. Come on. <laughs> she's so excited. <laughs> she's so brilliant. Like, the, the true genius of this movie is that everybody is cast so well. True. And everybody's performance is like you know oscar worthy and yeah. for that exact character they were meant to portray right 
they're it's just so brilliant they're so believable and they're so lovable and hateable in whatever yeah. way they're supposed to be Ginny garofalo's whole posture oh my and god way of walking is incredible when she's listening to those speeches and she like dribbles beer out of her mouth <laughs> it's, it's, really per- it's perfect yeah it's so perfect. And I love how we see the comeuppance of the bullies. Yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Don't yeah. give it away. Spoiler no, I, oh my ah! God, that's right. If you haven't seen the film already, I'm so yeah, sorry. If you haven't seen the film already, like what have you been doing since 1997? <laughs> right. It's 22 years. People, yeah. listen. I'm just going to fact check. It was 1997? Yes. It yeah, was. Yes. It was. Oh God. When it was about to be released, actually, Disney was considering sort of dumping the film. They didn't know what to do with it. Well, more the fool them. Exactly. But you know what happened? So the writer of the film, Robin Schiff. Robin Schiff, was expecting the film to tank because of mm. the market research that was done, because they didn't really know how to test the film. It's kind of mm. like Boogie Nights. How would you just do a random screening in a mall somewhere? Mm. Like, it's not really going to go so well. So before they knew that they could find their audience, they didn't know what to do with it. Another film got uh, moved in the schedule. And then Robin Schiff was pleased to note that they were getting good reviews. And then it ended up doing pretty well at the box office. Good. Yeah. Although it could have done a lot better. Why was it rated R? Because of the word fuck? Yeah. There's something about the word fuck being used in a sexual context, apparently, that will race you right to the front of the it line. It wasn't for in a R. sexual context, though. There, well, no, there is one thing, isn't there? I thought. Oh, no. No, it's never used within a sexual context. It's like, oh, Toby, fuck off. Okay, Toby, fuck off. Yeah. Or we don't give a flying fuck what you think. That's true. I think this is an unnecessary R rating. It should be PG-13. Yeah, it should be PG-13. There's no nudity. It should be rated essential. <laughs> That's right. That's one of those British ratings yeah, that we don't have S. here. S for essential. For essential. Yeah, of course, of course. I think the first time I saw it was on VHS ages ago, mm-hmm. and then I revisited it after we discussed the movie because mm-hmm. I didn't—I had kind of a patchy memory of it. Yeah. Another thing I noticed rewatching it this time is how amazing the editing transitions are. The editing... Tr- ed- oh, my God. I can't even say it. The editing transitions are amazing. From the disco light into the um, reception. Area. You know, the, oh, my God. It's... it's yeah. When I started rewatching it and noticed things like that, I'm like, the team behind this film were genius and they did such an excellent job that you don't even notice how good it is. That's exactly right. Yeah, you know? that's and how high level it is. People haven't written about how great it is because they haven't expected it to be great. And you don't understand like how seamless everything is and how brilliant the nuances are and how yeah. great the asides are, like Janine Graffro's eye-rolling you know, they're like, uh, and Mira Savino's voice acting. That accent is unlike any other accent I've she, ever heard. I was listening to an interview between her and Lisa, and like Lisa was saying she based her um, voice on like, she grew up in the Valley, so she's like, I knew a lot of stupid girls. Yeah. And Mira Savino said she based it on like her sister. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. That is fantastic. It's really fantastic. Mira Savino is such a joyful presence in the world. I love yeah. her. Like, all of her acting is just so great. And the voice acting here is spectacular. It is really incredible. Like, no. Like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> okay, Ramon. Oh, the Ramon. Ramon. Oh, Ramon. Oh, oh. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh, Ramon. By the way, the other guys in the service oh. department, oh, yes. they start rubbing each other. Yeah. I know. You are Columbus and I am America. Discover me, Ramon. Just discover me. <laughs> Just discover oh, me. Explosions. The earth is moving. Explosions. The earth is moving. <laughs> oh, oh, is that an earthquake? 
No, it's Ramon. Is that an earthquake? No, it's Ramon. Ah, it's Ramon. Oh, Ramon, your penis is so powerful. I'm coming. Okay, thanks. Get off me now. <laughs> I also like when she tells Michelle how she acquired the car. Yeah. So what'd you have to do to get it? I had to give all the guys in the service department hand jobs. Well, while you were doing that, I taped all the nostalgic songs from oh. high school to get us in the mood. Michelle? Huh? I was kidding. What? You actually think <laughs> I would do something like that? For a car. Okay, just get in. Okay. I like how they end a lot of conversations or arguments. Okay. 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 What? Okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Ah. There's the the chemistry between those two is just so fantastic, I think. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. And like Lisa Kudrow gives such a stellar performance. It was very easy, I think, for people to write it off as just like Phoebe from Friends on That's the screen. True, yeah. Um, which I think maybe I did the first time I saw it because it wasn't so dissimilar that you understand how good the performance is sure right and that was really the only time people had seen lisa kudrow was as phoebe and friends true but her performance in this film is so different and like michelle is so non-likable but (laughs) you love her yeah yeah um and that starts off pretty early when she's talking to um sandy since this is the last night of school and all would you care to dance with me once she's so rotten it's so so horrible (laughs) it really is and everyone uh, and everyone who wants to date someone else someone else wants to date them and they want nothing to do with nothing to do with them whatsoever Mm -hmm. even when heather asks sandy to dance he was like no no it's no fun unless you really love the person (laughs) (laughs) janine's just like (sighs) And, and then she tells toby to fuck off yeah Okay, Toby, fuck off. And then he's like, you really should be more like, sensitive. Uh, what, what's her name? Heather. Oh, you yeah. should, should be more sensitive. <laughs> me? Me be more sensitive? You are a jerk off. <laughs> I like all the interactions with her and the cowboy. They're so brilliant. What's your name? Clarence. I like your hat, Clarence. Pick up the pace. <laughs> I also really enjoy how much Robert Palmer there is on the soundtrack. Quite a bit, yeah. Quite a bit. Uh, doctor, doctor, give me the news. Got a bad case of loving you is later on when he's mm-hmm. walking into the reunion. Do you have any favorite songs from the soundtrack? Well, obviously, time after time. Sure. Um, although I love the fact that Don't Get Me Wrong is in one of the key scenes. Yeah. You know? It's such a fantastic song. And I always, uh, for a long time, I forgot how much I think that song is just such a perfect pop song. Yeah. And seeing it in that movie, it was like, oh, my God, this song is genius. Yeah. It, it really is joyful. And so it blows the cobwebs off the world. It's yeah. such an excellent song. And the spot that it's used in as well, you're kind of coming out of the fantasy sequence, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, oh, back to reality with this yeah. jolly number that you kind of forget about. But of course, it would have been played at all the dances. Yeah, oh, it's it's brilliant. Whoever did the the soundtrack, you know, gathering for the movie did such a great job of like, LaBouche, Be My Lover. Yeah. I thought was really just like a tr- trashy Euro hit. Uh-huh. And to see it in that movie, I was like, oh my God, this is wild. <laughs> yeah. You know? And if you notice as well, when they're driving to the reunion, um, the headscarf that Miro Savino has on says La Bouche. It does? Yeah. Oh, wow. I like the little bits of detail. Like yeah. That. And the Michelle's is like lipstick and La Bouche in French means the mouth. Oh, I didn't so, know that. So, yeah. Okay. Bouche, mouth. Yeah. And there's like lips and that. It's, 
I don't know if they intended that. If they didn't, well done. If they did, well done. Either way, well done. Either way. The costuming in this is fantastic. Fantastic. And all the color palettes. I mean, used, it's very me, isn't it? It's extremely you. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a bit me too. Look at the pillows here. True. There's no lime green. but No. But outside of that, I think the dusty rose mm-hmm. qualifies. The production design in general is yeah. great. Now, you've been to the house, right? The Santa Monica structure that they live in at the beginning i have been to santa monica and at the time i didn't realize that's where it was i Uh think i was just you know i was quite young and like was just walking around so i think i have walked past it but i didn't clock it okay yeah well you have to take a photo there sometime i will yeah yes so the film was produced by larry mark who we got to chat with at a party at, yes. at the end of the Elton tour, right? Yeah, uh, it was Jason's birthday, right? That's right, it was Jason's birthday, and Larry was there, and I was mm-hmm. so thrilled to introduce you And I was so blown away by the fact that anybody related to that film was in my vicinity. <laughs> it's crazy. And he told us some fun things that you know they'd been bandying about, the idea of a sequel. Do you know that there was a Broadway, well, not a Broadway, I guess an off-Broadway musical? I do know, because the cast came to my Romy Michelle party, they and did? they were awesome. Wow. Now, have you heard any of the music from it? No. Would you like to? Yes. Okay, here is Businesswoman Special from the Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion musical. And what can I get you, ladies? Do you have a Businesswoman Special? <laughs> have you had enough of that i'm sate yeah yeah it was so good i mean i would have and loved so to have seen that. that would have been so fun to see on stage you know agreed i don't think a cast album maybe is the not yet not yet no they have to but hone the, the it, girls it. was just so much fun i had such a blast and they came like dressed as like you know oh, they did with as like the hair done yeah they wow. were super fun i loved them so much now do you remember at bar Mattachine when you did your party there yes did- i actually thought it was mira savino <laughs> it yeah. was so wild this this woman came in the suit that romy walks into the high school reunion in with the hair done the same way and it was uncanny it was from a distance as well it was very hard to discern whether or not it was, it was wild mira. and you've oh my been god in, you've been in contact with mira sorvino yeah mira is awesome like we actually had a little dm the other day she's brilliant she's been so supportive about you know retweeting things about the party sure yeah that just warms my heart like yeah. i've invested in the right movie with the right people you know her retweeting it alan letting me do it at the bar yeah um it's just so joyful and how nice that they're celebrating a film that they were part of all these years ago and just still give a shit about it. You know? Exactly. And they were surprised by the reaction of the film too. I think there was an interview with Mira Sorvino where she talks, Mira Sorvino, not Sorvina, where she talks about going to the 20th anniversary screening at Cinespia. When she walked out, she said, that she, oh, I know what a rock star feels like now because oh, they have no so idea. Oh, that's so cool, isn't yeah. it? Those screenings are pretty cool. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't like the screenings at Cinespia because it's too much like a sports game. Mm-hmm. People just, talk during the movie plus you have to wait for hours to get in oh sit on the lawn and you can bring a picnic style lunch but i'd rather just go to a movie theater 
I like the idea of some of these screenings, but the actual execution is mm-hmm. leaves a little something to be desired. The film has its origins in a stage play. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Okay. No, that rings a bell, but I don't think I know much about it. So Robin Schiff wrote a play called Ladies Room, which featured <laughs> Romeo and Michelle's marginal yes, characters. Yes, I do know this. Yes. And it took place entirely in a Mexican restaurant bathroom during happy hour. Fabulous. Doesn't it? Because the, the, yeah. the whole idea was spurned on by her catching some ladies very much like Romeo and Michelle in a bathroom having similar mm-hmm. chats. Yes, I did know that. I forgot. Wow. There was actually a TV pilot also after Ladies Room called Just Temporary. I was trying to find a copy of it to get clips from. Mm. Could not find it. I was happy to find the TV pilot for the adaptation of Steel Magnolias when we did Steel Magnolias. It's as underwhelming as you would imagine yeah. it to be. Although Elaine Stritch is in it. When you saw it again on VHS or DVD? Ooh. I mean, I'm sure now you've seen it on most formats. Yeah, I think it must have been VHS. And did you ever buy a copy of the film? Yes, on DVD and VHS. Now, is there a Blu-ray available or no? I don't have a Blu-ray player. So you don't care? I don't I don't care. Doesn't matter. I don't give a flying fuck what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so David Merkin had never directed a film before, I think. If that's true, this is a stellar <laughs> yeah. directorial debut. It really is. It's yeah. so... It's so well done. It is. And everything's mapped out. Those little sequences where they're doing flashbacks and they go in through the yearbook. Oh. All this stuff has but to be yeah, mapped out. Yeah, things like that, like the photo coming alive. It's like the pre-planning of all of that. It's just genius. And yeah. like working your way back and knowing exactly what you wanted and choosing that type of frame and picture. and Like it's, it's just so smart. It really does. It smacks of somebody who's done that a million times before and has learned the way to do that through trial and error. And sure. it's just genius. Well, he does have a history as a TV director before that. He actually worked as a writer on Three's Company, Newhart, and uh, also the Larry Sanders show. Mm. But he also did a lot of work on The Simpsons. Oh. Which kind of makes sense because that's one of those shows where they can go into any reality at any yeah. time. And TV actually does make sense to have that pre-planning thought because you've, you're weaving different timelines together right, and right. referencing back and forward. So I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and also a lack of preciousness with the kind of flashback thing. There's not too much yeah. of a overly serious yeah. tone to any of it. But like the wigs, the wigs are so amazing. The wigs are incredible. In particular, Alan Cummings' wig in the fantasy sequence. Yes, and the new face. <laughs> yeah, and the new face. Also, when they're elderly, yeah oh brilliant so brilliant and like mira's face when she's elderly I, it doesn't look like her. <laughs> no it doesn't and it doesn't sound like her no we heard the businesswoman special song let's listen to the moment that inspired it <laughs> yeah hello um we need something to go yeah okay <laughs> do you have some sort of businesswoman special come again well we're businesswomen yeah from la and you know, some places have like a lunch special for business women. We don't have anything like that. Well, then why don't you just give us um, two burgers and fries and Diet Coke because we're in a hurry. We're doing Tucson later for a business thing, you know. What kind of business you in? It's a good question mm-hmm. to ask, I think. What business yeah. are they in? What do they do for money at the beginning? So... Michelle is unemployed that's, and Romy yeah. works at the Jaguar that's reception right. desk. Of course. How could I forget that? Yeah. That's right. Well, that's where she meets Ramon. Well, that's why she works with Ramon. Forgive me. She may have met him in another situation. I also like that they're always just drinking Diet Coke. Yeah. There's a lot of Coca-Cola product placement in this film. Yeah. But they also don't drink because they drive. So responsible. Very responsible. 
Now, what do you think? Do you think at the end she ends up with Sandy, Michelle? They do kiss and all oh, that. Oh, well, they go off together in a helicopter with Romeo and Toe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to see what you Well, also about. he finances their shop. True, but they're going to pay him back, so. Yeah, but because they're independent women, she can still be married to him. Okay, I just wanted to see what your thought was on that. Because it's open-ended, I wanted to see what you thought. Yeah. I would say yes, they are together because I don't think he would fund it out of, without anything coming back to him. Yeah, and she seems to really get it when at the end actually in particular she gets something rather special oh my god i'm so glad you didn't bring your big notebook with you (laughs) (laughs) all of those little bits all the little mm -hmm, mm -hmm, oh it's so good uh, that everybody all of the actors are so great with those like tiny little um nuances throughout the whole film they're so fantastic and Alan loves the film as well, you know, like he loves talking about it. That's good because it's always a drag when you hear someone hates some movie that yeah. they're in that you love and they don't understand why it's popular. Much like Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights, which will be coming up in another movie club. So the costumes are from designer Mona May, who had designed the costumes for the San Francisco production of the original stage play, Ladies Room. Okay. And Ladies Room was also the theatrical debut of Lisa Kudrow. Oh. Her and Robin Schiff met each other in The Groundlings. And this was the right. first time she was in a I proper play. I knew that play. she was in The Groundlings. Yeah. yeah. Have to mention also how great the comeback is. Basically, anything she's touched is genius. Yeah. Like web therapy, the comeback. Like she's, oh, I have to see that, web oh, therapy. It's, it's so funny. She's so good. Like She really does dial into this very special type of like shitty person. Yes. You know, that is so ripe in society. That's ripe, right. Ripe yeah. rather than ripe. Ripe and ripe. Yeah. <laughs> but she, she reflects that so well in a way that you think it's the same character recurring. And then you're like, it's not. It's the same character traits. Exactly. I really think that Lisa Goudreau is going to be remembered as like one of the leading comic minds of her generation. Agreed. Probably not within her lifetime. Probably not, because it's only a very few... Because people are fucking stupid and they only care when they don't have the access to something anymore. That's right. But she is like a certified genius. She also manages to make you feel sympathy towards a character who is, by all evidence, a terrible person. A terrible person, yeah. I could watch her like all day, every day. And even when she does things like, um, oh, the opposite of sex. Okay. Yeah. You know, her character was completely different, but I just buy everything she does. I yeah. 100% believe her in every single role she plays. Right. And I, I never think like, oh, that's Lisa Kudrow doing. I'm like, this character. It's just, it's so 3D. Yeah. It's like 5D. Other Miro Servino roles that you enjoy? Um, Mimic. Ah, okay. It's great. Yeah. Mighty Aphrodite, you know, I'm not surprised that she won an award for that because right. it is such an incredible, heart-shattering yeah. performance that she gives. And like, Judy, come. I mean, fuck. <laughs> fuck. It's, <laughs> it's just so fucking amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it really is. Oh my God. I love, I just love her so much. I love their bickering when they, you know, are having their momentary, or I guess mm-hmm. what, they have like a half-day fallout. I like two hours. Two hours. That's a tough time. That's a tough time. Try for once to be honest with you, and it blows up in my face. You want to be honest? Okay, good. Let's be honest. I let you have the ideas. What? Yeah, I let you have the ideas so you won't feel so bad that I'm cuter. You are not cuter, Michelle. I am so cuter. It's like common knowledge, Romy. Everybody thinks so. I'm the Mary and you're the Rhoda. (laughs) That's ridiculous. You're the Rhoda. You're the Jewish one. Oh, my God. I'm talking cuteness-wise, <laughs> Romy, okay? And cuteness-wise, I'm the Mary. I'm the Mary is just one of the greatest lines yeah. of, of all time. 
But that was also like one of those alienating cultural references, I think. So for people in the okay, UK, sure. in the UK yeah. that was just above the head because oh, okay. the yeah. Mary Tyler Moore show was just like not a thing. That makes sense. Yeah, so, very you American. Know, it would be like them giving a an EastEnders reference <laughs> sure. or yeah. something like that, you know? Or, or Good like, Life or something. Yeah, The Good Life yeah. or like... Um, keeping up appearances which i know that was syndicated over here but it wasn't like um the everyday person yeah exactly like average joe or whatever not like, everyone watched it it was yeah, just very mediocre mel yeah or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what's her name the mrs what the one with purple hair and keeping up oh, appearances. hyacinth bouquet yes <laughs> it's so amazing it is incredible oh, what shall i wear to answer the telephone <laughs> Now time for some of the listener questions. We're going to get back to Great. everything else. But some listener questions for us, for Romeo and Michelle. Rachel Jordi Zamo wrote, yes to this. Brian would have loved this. Well, true. But you know what? He can come back for when well, we do it again. I'm sorry that I'm not Brian for you. Yeah, but you should be happy because this is the world's leading expert on Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. I, think. I have a PhD. In- <laughs> <laughs> you also have both of the soundtracks. Mm-hmm. which I was excited to find for you on cassette at Amoeba. Yeah, but you know what's startling is that Time After Time is on neither of them. Really? Yeah, which is mind-blowing, really, because it is the pivotal scene. But two pivotal scenes. First of all, where Romeo's right. left high and dry waiting for Billy at the dance. Right. And second of all, when they perform the trio um, synchronized, you know, interpretive yeah, dance Yeah, exactly, number. which is very moving. It moves everything. Moves yeah. mountains. <laughs> moves the furniture. Yeah. And it's funny that that song, I presume, they couldn't get clear. I don't really know how that works. If you can't get clearance for it to be on the soundtrack, how on earth is it in the film? I never understand I that either. It, it could have been like because it would be released. But I don't think that the soundtrack had like a, a big scale release. No, it's just they popped one out. And then, and then at, there was another one. Yeah, four months later, they released volume two. I can't imagine that's because... 27 million people bought the first one and I, yeah i can't I, i'm f- flummoxed by the whole thing me too because also wouldn't cindy Lauper just continue to make money off of uh, an actual album release? one would think yeah because they had to pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars just for time after time christ yeah which is remarkable especially because the budget while sizable uh wasn't crazy i have yeah. the number here I'll, I'll look it up um, was your question to me what was my favorite or was was any question there was actually no question from Rachel she just wanted to say that she was happy that we we're doing it and that Brian would have loved it oh well thank you for that although if you want to get into what your favorite song is I may have asked that I don't know did you I can't I think maybe I've just asked myself a question well listen it's let's like Miss Vanjie on, on Drag Race <laughs> I just I just thank myself it's like I'm asking myself a question during an interview and I'm just going for it why not right yeah and true, tribute sure. to Vanjie answer your own question um <laughs> I think I'm losing my mind. I think I am too. Um, yes. That, no, we, we've already answered it. We, you asked me about that half an uh, hour ago. Yes, that's Shit. right. That's right. Tricky business. I don't know where my mind is going. but, but um, This is the deliberate confusion that I do on Movie Club because it's kind yes. of like the brainwashing techniques that some do in some cults, but it's very subtle here. It's just meant to sort of put you in another state, a little yeah. bit separate from what you where you thought you'd be in another reality. Oh, you mentioned I had the soundtracks, that's why. And then I said, I'm surprised that's not on there. Exactly. And then I started to ask myself a question from many minutes ago. And now I've confused the entire chronology of everything. Well, that's movie club yes. for, for us all. It doesn't go in chronological or alphabetical order to harken no. back to another episode that we recorded, which may come out before or after. Yeah. So see, conceptual continuity, yeah. we're holding strong. I also mentioned that I was so excited when I found the cassette of mm-hmm. the second one for you. Yes. Because I'd never seen it on cassette before. Crazy. And yeah. they, the, hilariously, they just um, inverted, they just 
mirrored the image. <laughs> they really put a lot of love and care into the yeah, soundtrack. It was, yeah, yeah, done very well. The first soundtrack is shorter than the second one. Significantly, yeah. Yeah, it's what, nine songs, ten songs? Something like that. And the other one is many, many songs. Many, many, many. Many, but many yet, songs. not all the songs. There's no way maybe they could do that. No, but they could have tried at the very least. If they made them an hour each, they might have had a good shot yeah. at it. Is Don't Get Me Wrong on the soundtrack? I don't think so, no. That's strange too. It is strange. Yeah, it's very strange. And then I think some songs that actually aren't really in the film. <laughs> right, right. You know, they might have like a very short segment of them in the background somewhere, but... Yes. Isn't there a note on the second one that says something like, or music inspired by, or music yes. that's of some, the same something ilk? Something loosely alluding to the term that it's probably not all in the movie <laughs> right and maybe was licensed to hollywood records anyway yeah and then they could just pop out there very possible it is and, yeah anyway for the love of god let's have an actual question yes okay so rather than one i've asked myself <laughs> <laughs> i'm always open for more of those though josh s writes hi guys love the podcast well thanks josh lots of love to you please keep them coming that's the plan and josh is wondering about what our favorite scenes are from the movie do you want to begin with yours my favorite part is the part of the reunion when they decide to just have fun and mm-hmm. be themselves because i actually find the sequence where they're being humiliated painful it's quite horrifying isn't it because we've all been there and we all know yes. what that feels like it's it's that's the strength of the movie is that those moments where it is actually poignant you do understand that they've captured that magnificently and yes and it's just so on the nose which is good because then that allows you to have the uplift yeah. at the end if it wasn't quite so poignant you wouldn't be able to key to the reunion scene is this moment where michelle not only breaks out of her passive shell but she gives her the rah-rah speech that she needs Mm -hmm. romy yeah can i tell you the truth i never knew that we weren't that great in high school i mean we always had so much fun together i thought high school was a blast and until you told me that our lives weren't good enough i thought everything since high school was a blast i think we should go back out there as ourselves and just have fun like we always do the hell with everyone else. I don't think I can. Well, do you think you can stop being such a baby? God, I feel like I've been, like, chasing you all over this reunion. We have come all this way. Now we are going to enjoy ourselves whether you like it or not. God, Michelle, I've never seen this side of your personality before. You're so bossy and domineering. I like it. Me too. (laughs) I think that speech is really poignant, moving, and it also brings you back again to remember yourself in these situations. Mm -hmm. Because at the moment when Romy's distraught, you understand why she's distraught, part of me is going, why did you even say that? Mm -hmm. Because the post-its thing is really funny, but then it gets to be like a very stressful thing. The horror of knowing like you're claiming you invented post-its, but like they were, oh, like everyone knows that you didn't like what the fuck you right, know? of all the things oh. to pick of all the oh, things to pick t- it's too famous it's just like it's like brilliant that that was the decision but it's yes. like oh god the disaster is going to be so vast you know what's your favorite scene um i have two um one is the gorgeous moment where um Romy is trying to find boyfriends in the club hey um great suit is that an armani yes yes it is I thought so. So what do you do? I'm a suit salesman. Would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is filling up with blood. I remember, like, even the first time I watched it where I didn't get the film, I did laugh out loud so hard at that bit. It was so genius. 
And then uh, my second favorite bit, when Elaine Hendricks as Lisa Luda um, oh, yes. just goes, that's right, Christy. You keep telling yourselves that. <laughs> and the the eyebrow raise and the look and the stoic pose, her performance in that moment is just completely fantastic. The joy of like her standing up for Romy Michelle's designs and the fact that she's like shutting down the like total fucking cunt holes that are just like <laughs> running the school. Yeah. It's so funny and it's so, it's like such a, the moment where the audience stands up and gives the standing ovation. Like, yes. yeah, someone's yeah. fighting for our cause. You know, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. I love that moment. The Lisa Ludar thing is foreshadowed mm -hmm. by this scene. Weirdos are staring at us again. They're obsessed with us. Look at what they're wearing. Where do you even get outfits that hideous? They made them in home ec from their own patterns. Actually, I think they're semi-interesting. I like how all of that is illustrated so clearly, subtly as well, actually, mm. but just peer pressure and how bullies get away with things. Yep. And bullies are just garbage that you can knock down with uh, a little bit of confidence. Mm hmm. Because then once they're exposed to, I like how everyone walks through the group of them. Yeah, bumps them, even though they're heavily pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> which is uh, not very nice, but, you know. Hey, look, they deserve it. The kids don't, but look, they're innocent victims. They're going to be cunts anyway. <laughs> they have the great role model in Billy. Billy, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Kel Adams wrote, OMG, I'm so glad you didn't bring your huge notebook. So were we, Kel. <sighs> so were we. Oh, oh Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Kopech wrote, oh, wow. Oh, no. He wrote something shitty. Oh, really? What yeah. Well, okay. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Here I am thinking Peaches Christ would be the perfect guest for this. And you got A-listers like Rob Thomas. Yeah. Rob Thomas couldn't make it. So I stood in for him. That's right. That's Sorry right. Sorry to disappoint you. Sorry, Joe. Thank you for the note. Thank you. Thank you. Kate Bosch wrote, thank yeah, you, Craig. Bosch. Yeah, you're, this is Rod's favorite, Kate Bosch. Yeah, I love Kate Bosch. And her question was great as well. There were great questions and also great shows. You saw Kate Bosch, right? Mm. In London? Yep. Yeah, flew I'm, over there specifically. I'm a fan of her work. Thank you, Craig. I'm so excited for this film. Hope you get hold of Lilt for him. You know, I did try to get. Oh, so see, Kate's a big so she fan even of yours. Knows. That's amazing. Yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. I did try, but not in enough time. And yeah. then it was shockingly expensive. I want you to let me know what Kate thought of Romy Michelle. Does she she didn't write. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. She if, has he, another... if she responds to the podcast, for example. Oh, yes. Let, you know. Kate, would you please respond to the episodes where Yeah, we... I want to know what your favorite character and scene are. Yes, please. And actually, Kate, I'll reach out to you. And then maybe by the time you actually hear this, I'll have incorporated your Brilliant. answer into the proceedings. Yes, that'd be great. It's, it's interesting, like, seeing which characters make people laugh the most or which yeah. they respond to, you know? Like, as much as I love Romy Michelle, Heather Mooney is just, like so such a joy to watch and yeah. I, like i'm glad she doesn't have more because the moments are so much more punchy that's true but i could watch that character like absolutely all day and if you haven't seen the movie in a while you actually imagine that Jeannie garofalo is in it quite a bit more than she is yeah because her moments are so memorable exactly actually do you know what is possibly my actual favorite moment in the whole movie What's like that? to to go back to that other question yeah. is when she goes i did not have a thing i did not have a thing I did not have a thing. I was very much in love. There's a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> I have to go now. <laughs> yeah, that is a great it's moment. It's just so, her delivery on that is just perfect. When she's looking over her shoulder, 
there is a difference. Oh, when she tells the other person yeah, online. Yeah, she tells the other yeah. random woman yeah. who doesn't care. <laughs> uh, and we were talking about customer service things in another yeah. episode. And I love that finally, after this extended conversation, which is really not pertinent to the business of the Jaguar dealership, mm-hmm. another woman from the line gets up to the front of the counter and she's finally, and yeah. then she just gives just her a finger. Finger, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Michelle, you will never guess what happened. <laughs> oh, so they're even just... bad customer service people. Kate Bosch continues with another entry and she writes that dance though, time after time. Yeah. And then, uh, so she loved that. Maybe that's her favorite scene. We'll find that. I'll, I'll message her. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel N writes, this is actually the first time I've seen this movie. And it's like, where have you been my whole life? Yeah. So fun and silly. Loved it. I was so happy to hear that. Rachel. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Because a lot of these films of this kind of like, uh, tone. Yes. I think a lot of them don't connect you unless you've seen them earlier on in life you know because there's such a dose of nostalgia to it and seeing it at the right moment in the right time sure um it's great to hear that somebody's watched it like now after all this time and that yeah they still think oh that's brilliant it is especially a film so tied into the time it was made yeah and looking back 20 years from there or 10 years rather yeah yeah it would be great if they made a follow-up i think it would be especially now that they've had time to really absorb what people loved about the film yeah. and what has resonated and what what the genius parts of it were rather than rushing a follow-up, which could have just ruined it. What would you like to see in a follow-up? Oh, that's a really difficult question. I'd love to see their business and what they're doing now and like maybe... Um, to see if they've found a businesswoman special now that they're businesswomen? Yeah. Maybe they they like expand and they like open up a shop somewhere else and like... It's what happens in that town, or like I, I sure. really want to see what happens to Christy's shitty kids. <laughs> that would be great. Maybe if oh, maybe Christy's shitty kids move to L.A. and then they oh. they open up their like rival business. Oh. And they try to outprice Romy Michelle, and it's like oh my god, you can never get away from the school bully. Never, and and they're knockoffs. They're cheap yeah. shitty knockoffs but made in the, sweatshops. Um, Billy, who does drywall but works in real estate, actually yes. builds the shop. But in the end, the shop crumbles down because it's not built with the right foundations. There you go. And they didn't get the proper permits because it's Christie's father yeah. who runs the company. And maybe but they're you up know, some the, bullshit. The imagery of like the right foundations, Craig. Oh yes, sorry. Do you know what I mean? Now, listen, so I was crumbles to the ground, I was just... and maybe the children are trapped in the rubble. And Romy Michelle, <laughs> Romy Michelle gets Sandy to come with a helicopter, which blows the rubble away. Right. And then they rescue the children. And yet again, Romy Michelle the heroes because they have the bigger hearts and christy is just a nasty bitch listen i love this yeah and in the end christy has to come and bring that burger that she stole from romy back and then heather will be observing the whole thing smoking with the cowboy She's smoking constantly yeah with the lady fire cigarettes lady fair yeah lady fair lady fair. okay well lady fire that's right she's a porn star sorry about yeah. that <laughs> but that's a good one lady fire yeah, lady she fire. is oh that's a good one <laughs> yeah it is Maeve wrote, woo, I've never actually seen this movie before. So thank you for this opportunity. Another yeah. uh, new that's viewer. A, I mean, I suppose for you, that's like the good thing about Movie Club, right? I love it's like that. suggesting yeah. stuff that, that there's no point telling people every film they ever they have already seen. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? So it's fun. It's like all these movies that somehow slept under the radar. Like, you know, yeah. if you weren't of a certain age, you wouldn't have gone to the theater to see this. Absolutely. Back in the day. Right. And, that's fun. Like I love that. new generation of Romy lovers. Matthew wrote, Hey, I absolutely love this podcast. Well, thank you, Matthew. Love to you. And Matthew finds himself laughing out loud in public with concerning looks from strangers when he listens. Well, thank you. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. We want. We want you to give them a little highlight to their day. Yes. 
I wanted to say how in love I am with Romy's voice. Well, aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely I'm, amazing. It is incredible, especially listening to clips of it without the visual. Really highlights how yeah, incredible it's, it is. It's really fantastic. Also, Matthew was wondering if any of us had been to a high school reunion, and if so, was it memorable or just anticlimactic? Love you all, and also your Thunderbuns. Well, thank you, Matthew. Glad mm. you could all slide into the Thunderbuns. Have you been to a high school reunion? I have not. I chose not to go. Okay. It was actually down the street from where I was living, and I just felt like I don't really have any interest in it. They didn't have one for my school. Yeah. Um, I, I went to like an unofficial one, which yeah. like a friend from, from the class organized. And that was nice, actually. It was, yeah. it was good to see people. A few of the people that I really, really wanted to see couldn't make it. But uh-huh. it was really nice to see that everyone was doing fine. Yeah, you know? some like, people that you kind of wanted to see. Yeah, a friend of mine went to hers and she was nervous because... At the time, she was working in like a temp job that she wasn't happy with. And, sure. You know, she was like a creative and just like trying to do that to fund the creative process. And she was like, God, I've got to go back to my town and say like, you know, I'm in London doing this temp job that I hate. Yeah. What, are, you know, how do you dress that up kind of thing? And uh, so she went back to our hometown in Neath and they were like, oh, what are you doing then? So she's <laughs> like, oh, well, I live in London. They were like, oh my God. Oh my God, it's amazing. Oh my God. Oh my God, girl, she's living in London. And she's like, Fuck, I just got like a get up jail free card. That's amazing. amazing. And that the fact that she'd moved away was actually like enough. Yeah. And that was like kind of amazing. So I think she felt like, you know, as if she'd said she invented post-its and got away with it. That's a good lesson too. Remember that a lot of people haven't done what you've done. But also that's not a snub on people that stayed. No, no, no. You know? It's just like what I mean is sometimes people can get a little down on themselves in terms yes. of what they've achieved. Yeah. But, you know, from fresh eyes maybe what you've done is incredible. Yeah. So don't get too hung up on things, I think. is If you want to go and experience it, yeah. don't get too hung up on maybe what others think of you. Everybody's got ambitions and like dreams and trajectories for themselves. Yeah. And everybody achieves them at different points in in their timeline exactly. you know it's not it's not like a given that you want this and you get it or you want this and you don't have it yet which means you'll never get it. Exactly. But yeah. it is it's easy to downplay what you've achieved oh it's certainly you know? easy to do that yeah everyone does that all the time all the time i mean this guy thinks that i've achieved nothing because i'm not rob thomas you know <laughs> right and you know he's gonna yeah. enjoy this episode so much he's gonna feel bad about he's, that yeah he's gonna he's gonna have lots of ammunition to slag me off on social media i'm very sure exactly which well, i re- truly enjoy well you know rob well you <laughs> Yeah. Um, couldn't even copy and paste my name to slag me off yeah. actually just had to spell it wrong it's always good when someone does a troll thing and they get the I love name it wrong. I love yeah. a troll good <laughs> that's a very rare troll that we have in one of these by the way well so, I'm glad that I brought that to your table yeah. you know thank you oh god it's it's so sad isn't it it's I mean the irony is that the troll comes in a film about bullying like that <laughs> you know you're let's right let's just take a know. moment to appreciate yeah. the fact that 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 is what happened like <laughs> that's what inspired I mean, I don't know who this person is. I I follow your podcast and I pay so much attention to what you and Katya do. Like, I think you're both brilliant people and you Thank attract you. Gen, you know, brilliant people. All of these other questions that we've had have been so joyful and so fun yeah. and so lighthearted and so interested and so interesting. And then you have someone writing like one shitty comment about your guest and you just feel like, what are you achieving with that? Like, yeah. you're, you're not even in tune with the ethos of the the podcast like that's very why true bother? and i feel like joe may have written other funny questions before or pithy comments i don't know though i can't quite remember and i, mean, I don't joe, want to go look it up because it'll just that. be better than that like yeah really, i'm sorry Come like, on. to have a serious conversation but like you know th- this is not a podcast for people to just go and make other people feel small not at all that is the 
antithesis of what the idea is you know? of the show. And also, you know, Rod's a fabulous guest, as you probably know by now. And so there's like, a good I'm reason. I'm fine. And, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not an, a Hollywood A-list person, <laughs> but like, you know, neither, my, I, neither are you, Joe. <laughs> so like, honestly, like, don't treat people like that. It's it's a boring comment to make. It is. If you don't want to hear the show, the episode with them, just don't listen to it. Don't, don't. listen to me. Don't pay attention to anything yeah. I've achieved. You know, that's cool. And certainly I appreciate that you're a subscriber and everything, but really that doesn't entitle anyone to be unpleasant, quite just frankly. Don't, just don't be unpleasant. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice when you talk on the Rob, the Rob Tom. When you're on the Rob <laughs> Tom, message the Rob. board. Yeah. Rob, 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 Rob. <laughs> yeah, so you got me all flummoxed with the, the excitement. Um, well, because I'm sitting with an, an A-lister and I get a little tongue-tied sometimes. That's what I, The other aspect of that question that I'd like to point out is that that's nice that you think Peaches Christ would be perfect for this. Peaches Christ is amazing. Peaches Christ is fucking amazing. I had to go to San Francisco to talk to Peaches Christ. You yeah. Know? Peaches Christ would be happy to come on the show when Peaches Christ is in LA. However, when Peaches Christ is in LA, She's, she's doing, busy. She's really she's fucking busy. busy. Yeah. So sometimes you just can't be like, this person would be great for this movie. Yeah. And actually, there's no one better suited to this film than Rod. Than a fan, you know. Yeah. Like, do you know who would be better to ask about it? Mira Zolvino. <laughs> she's busy, guys. Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. She's really busy. You know what? Really, the both of them. I should have yeah, the both you should of have, them Yeah, you here. should have got the entire cast together. And also, I'm not picking on you, Joe. I just think it's a bit sad that, like, you felt the need to make a... Uh, disparaging comment and un uh helpful ba- badly toned comment agreed like this it, it might have come across as something you didn't intend it to be like that but just double 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 check yourself like think about these things you know because you know the internet can be a really disgusting place what is the most disgusting thing you've ever done to someone make them feel small there you go we have coffee look what mm-hmm. happens <laughs> <laughs> you know who's next Okay, Bosch. Emma Bill, Emma Bill, Emma Bill, Emma Lover. Also, like your your listeners have fantastic names, really wonderful. They're names, making me right? so happy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they're lovely. They're just lovely yeah, folks. They're great. Yeah. Maybe Joe is having a bad day. L- maybe, yeah. maybe. What is what is Emma Bill asking? Emma says that dance is so good. I think it's, referring uh, to yeah, the, Emma. Yeah. It's so amazing. Apparently, they worked really, really hard on that, and they rehearsed for like days to get oh, it I right. Can imagine, and it looks so effortless, but it's so precise. It's so precise, you know, it's and so I love good. how the choreography is. Not like amazing Broadway choreography. No. It's deliberately the kind of dancing. Infantile. Yeah. You know? That they would be able to do. It's very moving and very coordinated and it's very together, but they're not suddenly incredible dancers. You know what it is? It's it's very precise and it's very choreographed and very coordinated, but it's like um, very amateur uh, performance art. Agreed. You know, which is perfectly toned. It it's is. like, it's so funny because of the deadpan way it's delivered. And when he's like, you know, rolling across the floor and they're pretending to like, you know, like wave him down a river. And then Lisa does like a crown with her hands at the end. It's oh my just, God, that last shot. Oh, it's so funny. It's genius. Whoever decided that was going to be a, a pinnacle point of the movie, yeah. like a Grammy award winning decision, mm-hmm. I think. Agreed. Emma Bill, Emma Lover. <laughs> um, next question is from James. And for his listener question, he wants us to play pretend. Your high okay. school reunion is coming up and you need to impress the bitches who made your life miserable. Mm-hmm. Your life isn't that impressive, though. What look do you reach for and what lies do you tell? Okay, so this is... Oh, that's such a good question. It is. It? It's a really good. This is a thinking cap question. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's play a clip. Okay. And we'll, we'll think about this yeah. while we listen to the clip. What the hell is your problem, Christy? Why are you always such a nasty bitch? You get some kind of sick pleasure from torturing other people? I mean, yeah, okay. 
So Michelle and I did make up some lame story. We only did it because we wanted you to treat us like human beings. But you know what I finally realized? I don't care if you like us, because we don't like you. You're a bad person with an ugly heart, and we don't give a flying fuck what you think. <sighs> Come on, Michelle. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the answering the question like what would you pretend is very different now because everyone has Google. It's true. And you can you yeah. can disprove somebody's lie in a second instantly, and also more likely someone's aware of what you've been up to just from your social media output yeah. alone. Yeah. So that's oh god, it's it's funny. Like I didn't think about how much this film is like time specific because right. you know you you can't go you didn't have Google. Yeah. Well, I mean you did, but like not many people. It Sandy wasn't Frank maybe, maybe had it. Yeah, that was about it. Maybe Heather. Maybe yeah. Maybe but Toby because she keeps tabs on everyone. Yeah. But. But like, I don't, I can't, I'm struggling to think of a lie that you could get away with now. Right. I was trying to think like, oh, I could say I wrote this song, you can Google that, it's on Wikipedia. Well, um, you could say, oh, I wrote music for this thing, or I, I'm the ghostwriter on something. Yeah, but then no one would know what a ghostwriter is, really. No one would care about that. No, but if you over-explained it the way that Lisa Kudrow in the fantasy sequence over-explains yeah. the polymers, that might get you away with something. Yeah. Let's say if I wanted to make up something insane, I think I would say that I... I don't know, like I produced a podcast that I recorded at my place and uh, we had people that wrote in. Do you remember like back in the day, there was a guy, maybe you don't know this, like in the UK, there was a really famous guy that lived in Liverpool, I think. Okay. And he gave many, many bands then their band names. Oh no, I lots didn't know Lots of people would go to him. He was like this kind of like Oracle figure, like Teardrop Explodes, loads of people like that. He, oh, wow. they would go to him and yeah. he would give them one name and that would be their name. And all of the people who had, who he gave names to were successful musicians. That's amazing. Now, did they give him a royalty or anything? Or I was don't there... know. Oh, that's fascinating. But yeah, so I would say that I'm the person that gives drag queens names. That's great. Because you can't find that out. No, you can't find that out. And people say like, yeah, I made it up from blah, blah, blah. No, I gave them their names. You know, that is a key. If someone wants to lie about what they do, if you add in that thing of like, here's something you didn't know, a little yeah. peek behind the curtain. Conspiracy theory, a lot of mm -hmm. people want to believe in a conspiracy theory. Yeah. So you'd be like, well, the thing is, what they don't want people to know that it all comes from one guy. I gave all of the drag queens their names. <laughs> all of them. All, all of, them. of them. Well, since a certain era. You know? so, yeah, since, since the advent of... RuPaul's Drag Race TV series. Well, right. And then you can really lay it on by saying now, because so many people are so aware of so many drag queens, they yeah. really need someone in there who can, you know, figure out what hasn't been used yet. What would be the most effective thing for TV and also how to confuse people. But you could say you gave yourself your own drag name, which is one of the writers of the show's names. And then That's if they perfect. Google it, yeah. they'll see that name there as a script editor. And then you're done. You're done. Also, you can say, well, because I have my other thing that I do, you know, people see you do one thing, they mm. typecast you. So I use an assumed name. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm listed as John Polly. Yeah. <laughs> John. <laughs> well, because that would be a very impressive yeah. thing to be thought of as doing, right? Yeah. Great question, though. Great fabulous question. question. Now, what would you do for outfit? Something outlandish. I feel like everything I wear is a costume. <laughs> <laughs> something, something that is like a bit weird, but like not too, not too um... wildly inappropriate for the setting. Yeah, or just wear like a plastic bag. But a fitted plastic bag. No, just wild to the so, wind. Oh, okay. So clear or, or black? Uh, white, but like oh, not, of course. But not translucent. I, you know, I forget about the opaque white. Like, you know, those, um, the Chinese takeaway bags with yes. the smiley face. Yes. Maybe that. Oh, that's good. That, that's quite a good yeah. idea. I would like to wear something flash as well, but understated. Mm -hmm. Like a ball gown. Yes, exactly. A ball gown, but not too uh, bedazzled. 
something subtle like one of elton's outfits perfect yeah (laughs) yeah and um you know what suit of yours that i've seen many times that would be perfect for that is the choreography era oh yeah i love that suit, suit. my friend yeah. made that it's great yeah who's the designer again ben, ben copperweet ben copperweet yeah, he's fab yeah so i think that brings us to the end of the listener questions portion but we should uh go over a couple other scenes i sure. think i love when uh, romy tries to get on was it strictly dating what is it called oh no it's the uh oh my god it's the uh, dating show i just pulled the, the clip the mtv one the it's called singled out singled out right i know i'm supposed to wait in that line but listen i wouldn't even be here if this weren't like a dating emergency our cutoff is 25 try vh1 <laughs> <laughs> so many quotable lines what's the line you find yourself quoting the most okay toby fuck off Sure, it's or, a good one. No, actually, um, okay, Christy, why don't you keep telling yourself that? <laughs> I think just like any time I feel like someone is telling a lie, yeah, that I, that plays in my mind, you yeah. know, or like I'm just being absurd about something and being like, oh, it's fine, I worked really hard today. I'm like, okay, Christy, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> what about you? I'm the Mary, to me, is just yeah. one of the greatest I mean, lines you, ever. You, you clearly don't think about this movie as frequently as I do. No, that's I like, don't. That's the thing. I, I, don't. I do true. think about it absolutely every single day I'm alive. Yeah. So there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot. Well, I mean, it, it came up at least every day. At least every day. Yeah. yeah. At least every day. And then I realized uh, I didn't remember as much of it as maybe I should have. And then I yeah. rewatched it and I went, oh, right. That's yeah. where that's from. The... Blood in the Shoe thing is often quoted by so our friends in Boston, Eddie yeah. and Tash. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, there's a scene I love when they're dancing early on. And they talk about what would happen to them if they never found anyone. Swear to God, sometimes I wish I were a lesbian. You want to try and have sex sometimes to see who you are? Why do you think, yeah, you're right, Michelle. The thought of having sex with another woman creeps me out. But if we're not married by the time we're 30, ask me again. Okay. Michelle seems a little dejected, actually. She's like, I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> I just love the simplicity of Michelle's thinking. You know, it's also like, oh, you want to try that sometime? Yeah. Like everything she does is just so like, oh, cool. What, okay. What about Do that? I, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just so, um, it's so naive and like blissful in a way, isn't it? You know, ignorance yeah. is bliss kind of thing. And magically combined with this really unpleasant person to yeah. many other people. Like she's dumb and Le- Lisa is playing her as a dumb girl, yeah. but not like, she's not trying to be evil. No, she's, she's just, just in She's just, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at the Versailles store. I love it when it's hamburger day. Uh-huh. Don't we all love it when it's hamburger day? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and i love that they're like they make all these jokes about romy used to be fat and she's yeah. like oh my god i know she's not remotely fat also when they're working out intensely yeah. and they're like we they're gotta both lose like, they're both super stunning hard. they're yeah. both stunning yeah i just say in particular lisa kudrow is at like maximum peak yeah uh, like fitness yeah absolutely but she, i mean that's gorgeous the joke anyway. isn't it the joke well, is right. like the perceived body type and like yeah. being fat when you're not and like the whole issue as well with like mary and Rhoda. it's like Rhoda was like a normal sized woman and Ro- and mary was like you know dangerously thin at some point sure and actually Rhoda is quite beautiful yeah yeah and it's also she, she's she just ethnic. was the foil yeah no she's the yeah. foil yeah exactly also i love this discussion about dietary habits <laughs> did you lose weight actually i have been trying this new fat-free diet i invented all i've had to eat for the past six days are gummy bears jelly beans and candy corns God, I, I wish I had, had your, your discipline. discipline. <laughs> <laughs> Read my lips. <laughs> oh, it's just so funny. God, I wish I had your discipline is absolutely a brilliant line, isn't it? It really is. 
back to the speech where she tells her like i thought we always had fun i didn't know we were having a bad Mm -hmm. time that's an important thing to think about too you know like if you're yeah yeah, a lot of us did not have the best school times and but you know if you have one good friend it really makes a huge difference i guess in life in general anyway too i think you can always look back and find moments of hilarity in that shit you know like yeah when you really think about it there were definitely times in school that you and one friend or whatever like had a laugh in the midst of the sadness yes exactly And those are like really golden moments to, to cherish yeah you know, like I didn't love school at all, but there were some great people in my life at that point. And university for me was like a very turbulent time, but there were definitely moments of like joy and some great people came out of it. Sure. Dark times in London as well when I lived there. And I had friends that just made me laugh throughout it. So those are the things in life which mean you've done something right. Exactly. Another really good line is um, when they were talking about the prom, Lisa Goudreau, like Michelle goes, well, at least we look fantastic, and that is the most important thing. <laughs> Which is true. Fantastic. Yeah, we look, we look fantastic, fantastic, and that's the important that thing. That is the most important most thing. Most important thing. And I also love when Mira Sovino or Romy whips her with their hair three oh, times. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that hair, but it looked really good. <laughs> it's just so funny. This is one of my favorite lines in the fantasy sequence when she's named, what, like best student or most wonderful person. Most changed for the better since high school. Thank you. I couldn't find my top. <laughs> and the round of applause. The round of deafening applause. Oh, it's so fantastic. Also towards the end of the film, when they're in their new Romeo and Michelle shop. Despite that surly demeanor, I think we've just given her a big gift. Okay? I mean, to give someone like Heather Mooney the chance to express herself through fashion, it could have really changed her life. Yeah. For me, though, it's like, I've given birth to my own baby girl, you know, only she's like a big giant girl who smokes and says shit a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here's my one issue in the movie is this exchange. Yeah, really. Because Heather says fuck a lot. You're right. Heather doesn't say shit a lot. The only time Heather says shit is when she goes, you're shitting me. You're right. She She doesn't say fuck all the time. She says fuck all the time. I think I saw something where they recut some of the scenes to lessen the quote-unquote profanity. But you've already said fuck a million times. I know. Maybe it was an attempt to get the MPAA to give them a PG-13. Would that make a difference if you've already said fuck like 20 times? They have weird things about fuck oh, like and a number shit, of a fuck? Number, yeah, it's very strange. Interesting. But yeah, that line always stood out for me because it's inaccurate. It's very inaccurate. You're right. You know, and because it's a specific thing about a character. That you've not seen evidence. Yeah. yeah. That's my only qualm qualm of the movie is that tiny little point and i'm really glad that you played that did you know that there was a prequel that was made for tv i did know that yes did you watch it absolutely not good you know robin schiff wrote it and she might have directed it as well i watched a couple clips wasn't too good no it's not well received and i also didn't want to watch it without the cast yeah because so much for me is like the cast are just so perfectly in tune with the the mood of the piece you know yeah they are the characters, essentially. Yeah, they are. And like the the writing, the direction, the editing, the cast, the soundtrack of the movie are completely perfect in their place. I agree. And I didn't want to like take away from that. Really, the scenes I watched look like an impression of the movie. Got it. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be, like things that inspired what happened later. No, right? exactly. Fine. But more like an impression, like a sketch based on. Yeah. And therefore, it kind of takes away the value. Yeah, so I'm okay. So before we close out, are there any other thoughts on this film that you would like to share with everyone? That it's completely fantastic. 
Um, and that is the most important thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the message of the film is great. The, well, the message of the film is is ultimately very confusing because... <laughs> That's why it's great. Yeah, because, you know, Michelle, when she finds out Sandy is rich, suddenly is interested in him and falls for him when she has rejected him because he's not cool throughout their entire life. That's interesting. So that, I want to know the other take on it as well. That because, message is yeah. not... Um, Wonderful. Delicious. Right. Um, but, you know, I was reading, I've read lots of pieces about like whether the film is like feminist or anti-feminist or, you know, moralistic or anti-moralistic. And I think yeah. it's all of them because that is what life in school is like. In life in general as well. In life in general, you know, there are moments where taking the moral high ground doesn't really get you anywhere. And there are times where it absolutely does. But everybody is guilty of being on all parts of that yes. spectrum, right? So like, it is disappointing that it takes money to make Michelle interested in Sandy. Yeah. But that is actually her character. And yeah. for it to turn out any other way would be completely wrong for Michelle. Agreed. So it's perfect for what it is. So let's take Michelle's side for a second, if yeah. you will. She's also realized a lot of stuff. She's sort of turned a corner when she is telling Romy that, God damn it, we're going to have a good time. And I thought we were fine. So maybe she's rethought her stance on things in general. But I don't think so. I don't think she has. But, you know, there are so many other excellent messages in the film, which is like yes. um, two women who are carving out their own lives. They're not, yeah. they're obsessed with a boyfriend because they know that if they turn up without boyfriends at the school reunion, people will judge them for being single. Sure, Which certainly. is very different from them caring about being single. Yes, that's right. Um, they have their own business, which is things that they have designed from their own brains and with their own hands, which is amazing and by the way they only got that when they decided to be themselves at the reunion absolutely that is a big message i think that uh might be the most important one. yeah and the fact that michelle won't dance with him without romy because her friend is more important than the romance so yes. even though the money is like a headlights on moment yeah she um makes sure that her friend is looked after because friendship is more important than romance exactly and that that really is amazing like the the camaraderie between two souls that would be utterly lost on their own sure as we see when they're as you see when they break up for two yeah. minutes um that you know that's really nice and you don't often have that friendship where you really do see like however intelligent unintelligent moralistic insipid yeah. vacuous whatever their friendship is gold yes exactly and it's it's such a joyful relationship to watch like the like me too ah ah moment we've we've all had those especially in school and Certainly. to see that like that um represented yeah to see that represented and that like genuine thing you can relate to yeah. so prominently on screen and i watched it when i was in high school perfect yeah. so i definitely understood even though i didn't get how great the movie was at the time there were definitely moments where i'm like oh my god that's me and like my one like other weird friend in the <laughs> class yeah because we like you know chantal kravayazak or something and not like Pearl Backstreet Jam. Boys yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Pearl Jam. No, that wasn't even okay. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You well, have your I like sidekick. You blanch when I mentioned Pearl Jam, so I always like to throw that in there. Bleh. Yeah, well, there you go. That's exactly... Yeah. I feel the same way. Uh, fish. Well, actually, Fish is better. Uh, I got to say that they're better than Pearl Jam. Do I listen to them? No. But in terms of like which one's better, I got to say Fish. There are so many words in that sentence, I think you're convincing yourself. Oh, wow. Wow, it's good. Plenty there. more fish in the sea, Craig. No more coffee for you today. <laughs> or for you, apparently. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. To, no, quote I mean, the, to quote the vixen, listen, I came here to you know represent my people, 
and uh, now I'm done and you all have a good night. But everyone has their thing, you know, and like whatever it is in school, like you always have your sidekick. Yeah. And that's the, the lovely message of the movie. Like, you know, everybody, I suppose the other good message is even though it was done with the, uh, kind of like derogatory tone, everybody makes somebody else's life hell. Right. So, so be aware you're of not that. the only person that's going through stuff is yeah. a nice message to take away from it. And like, even though you might have felt like you you know, you were at like the bottom of the food chain or whatever. Yeah. You actually, nobody ever is because right. everybody has this similar kind of experience. There's someone else that you're possibly negatively affecting. And yeah. also scumbags will get their comeuppance. And a lot of the times the Billy Campbells, is it? Billy Christensen? Billy Christensen. Billy yeah. Christensen. Forgive me for getting the name wrong. I know it's, it's heresy to you. I understand. But the Billy Christensen's, they grow up to be alcoholic and work on drywall. So. Yeah. And also that there's a big difference between being actively evil to people yes and just sometimes hurting people because you inadvertently be, yeah because you're hurt right like, no exactly like the cowboy yeah why didn't he talk to heather because he had a stutter because he was nervous and he you was know? miserable he said i yeah. was so miserable he could barely talk whereas, to anyone whereas um christy, christy and all them and, yeah. yeah she was trying to ruin people's lives yeah. very different experience and also a good message oh, sorry this is going on forever That's but also fine. a good message is that like with the passage of time and with hindsight some people are so lost in school that they might lash out where they don't realize they're doing it. And Certainly. they, that, you know, in time they get to grow up and like atone for, like um, Lisa Luda atoning for being part of the bullying group. She then defends yes. them. And, you know, you do, you can allow a little bit of um, redemption for people who Certainly. might have hurt you in the past. That's right. Um, who understand that being part of that especially in like, you know, school, like the playgrounds or whatever. Oh, yeah. People do pack off and they, they're they in survival mode. Yeah, A sure. lot of the time, you know. We, I think you touched upon that earlier. It's like you'd driven along with the crowd and you just like meld into the background so that you don't get picked on. Exactly. Thing, you know? Because when there's a threat of her being picked on, when she first defends their outfits, yeah. we hear that music and it... And then she swept along with it because exactly. that's what happens it's when you're It's easier young. to just yeah. go along with things. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot to learn from the movie. There's a lot to laugh about, there's a lot to cry about, and there's a lot to think about and talk about and um, dance to. Now that we've done all that, let's fold some scarves. Ah. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, Craig, I think you're the most fun person that I know. Oh, well, thanks. Well, what's the line? Me too. Yeah. About you. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, me too, Rod. Thank you very much for joining us for this. You're welcome. Uh, what, I mean, what a pleasure. Well, and uh, if there's ever a sequel, you have to come back. Or maybe we'll review the prequel for a very short two-minute... Actually, that would be a good idea. That'd to, be fun. Yeah. yeah. Something to do for another time. Maybe yeah. next time you're on tour. Something to do, isn't it? Yeah, there's something <laughs> to do for <laughs> like another a, time. Whenever people say like, oh, well, yeah, it was something to do. You're like, because <laughs> there was nothing else to do. <laughs> Well, you know, pass the time. Something to do. Pass the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Movie Club. Thank you for all your questions. Thank you for all of your fantastic questions. Yes. And for all the people that hadn't seen the movie prior to Craig announcing that this is going to be discussed, I really hope that you enjoyed it as at least 1% how as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Until next time, Movie Club. Movie Club.